This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. You are listening to Family Matters here on Joy 94.9, joining Gina, Alan and Beck. I very much enjoyed that song, Gina. That Thank you lovely. for sharing that with Thank me. Thank you, Alan, yeah. for suggesting. I was swanning around yeah. in the studio. Look at Alan coming lovely. in, I'm taking bre- our I'm songs. A, I'm a bit breathless now. <laughs> yes. But it's, it's a really important anniversary coming up, isn't oh, it? Oh, I know. It I mean, is. You know, when we sit back and reflect what was happening 12 months ago. I kind of go into shutdown, but... You do? We can talk about that. We can talk mm. about that. I'll have to. But luckily we've got someone here <laughs> to talk about such things with us. Jane, now you mentioned earlier we're talking about the new anthology that's coming out, Going Postal. And with us we have the curator of that anthology, Son Vivian. Now, Son, bear with me as I read all the wonderful things that you do. <laughs> Buckle up. <laughs> Son is a postdoctoral <laughs> researcher at Creative Agency at RMIT and a digital ethnographer. Graffy Research Centre. Well done, Beck. Thank you. Son's involved in digital <laughs> self-representation, online activism, queer identity and rhetorical strategies and feminist practices for speaking and listening across difference. Son is also involved in community development and arts as an activist, workshop facilitator and media maker. Son is the author of Digital Identity and Everyday Activism, Sharing Private Stories. Son, welcome to Family Matters and tell us what you're doing in your spare time. <laughs> I think it's right long it? by. <laughs> Isn't it? Shouldn't it be Doctor Son if you're That's a postdoctor? Right, actually, I'm Doctor Son. Oh, yes. 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 Good, yes. Good, Good call. If I do. Or Doctor Viv if you're Doctor Viv. Doctor Viv. Kind of reminds me of a character of um, Doctor Who, but we're nearly close. You know, Doctor Song, but Doctor Son. You know, you could just get on just right. We are on the film show together, Beck. So, yeah. film so there's a bit of well, you know, we could easily go down a wormhole. But we're not going. Let's not derail the conversation, which I'm good at. We're going to stay on track because we are talking about going postal. Now, Son, this might be the easiest or hardest question to answer, but what is this book? This book is the product of a year's collecting of stories that were all existing during the year prior to the postal vote. So we're coming up to the anniversary, as you said. Um, So on social media, uh, in newspapers, face-to-face, there was much writing happening around the year leading up to uh, the big vote and Quinn and I felt the need to capture it in some archival form. Um, I guess partly to, to get all of those feels down on paper um, because for a lot of us it was an intense emotional experience mm-hmm. and not always kind of well reflected in mainstream mm-hmm. media. Mm-hmm. Did you, did you come up with the idea at the time? Was it while the whole process was happening you thought we need to do something about this or was it in the aftermath that you, you reflected back? It was really in the aftermath. Quinn, Quinn initiated uh, the, I guess, capturing of the... The series, and if Quinn's Quinn got blogs, um, part of a blog that exactly. is ongoing, yeah. yeah. So Quinn published seven pieces that are kind of the the spine of the okay. of the book mm-hmm. um, that were for lifted brow, and in the sort of three months leading up, um, 
and I think, well, it was it was Jamie, his boyfriend, who said, hey, mm. this needs capturing, and mm-hmm. he always acknowledges that too. Mm. Um, so it was really an effort to, to get the diversity of those stories and to, to capture the ones that were falling through the cracks, that, mm. were, that were not as easy to hear, that expressed a lot of the, the disquiet and the hurt, and, mm. you know, ones that were from... from Perspectives that we weren't hearing in the mm. in the mainstream, as I said. So, what's it like to be a disabled pe- person mm, and, and dealing with this, and an indigenous person, or a trans person, or a young person, or a you know all of the other people? Because I know what was upsetting me, and I under- kind of understand why it had to happen that way. But the mainstream media, you kind of free to air networks, only had certain swimming beautiful celebrities, you know, actors and whatever. That's right. Selling mm. the message mm. of marriage equality Mm. and it was really excluding a very large LGBTQI audience. I mean the reason a lot of us were kind of upset during, I know for myself was that a lot of our trans and gender diverse community, a lot of our rainbow families were being thrown under our bus a lot of our elders were just being ignored Mm. and you know people of colour as well. There were so many so many stories yep. that just weren't even... It was like they weren't given permission to be out there yep. talking about why this was important to us because we all know yep. this had nothing to do with marriage and this is what I'm liking as I'm flipping through the pages of this anthology. Mm. Was that a, a conscious choice to yeah. be looking for those yeah. stories? Yeah. That was very explicit. And actually, Quinn and I were just talking about this today, that while you know we have the best intentions to be as representative as we were able, yeah. the call-out was through um, Quinn's Facebook network initially. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, it's mm-hmm. a bubble, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We know these <laughs> We things. know our bubbles. Yeah. <laughs> um, but having said that, Quinn's a very well networked <laughs> bubble. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so, so we got lots of responses in that initial kind of call out, and then we went looking for a lot of the other voices. And we know that it's not going to include everybody, and we're very keen to actually continue this process now and make an online space where people can continue to share their stories. You know, those stories change over time as well, so there's the opportunity to sort of check back in and update. So that'll be something that, um, yeah, we continue after the formal launch. Now, we're just going to quickly pay one bell and we're back on this interview talking everything going postal. The life issues that, well, um, matter. Family Matters on Joy 94.9. You are listening to Family Matters with Beck, Gina and Alan from Outtakes. That's his formal name and I will insist on using it. <laughs> um, and joining us tonight is Son Vivian, the one of the curators of the anthology Going Postal, um, a new book that's coming out, I guess, talking about the journey of, of the postal survey and, and the impacts on people. Just before we went to the break, you were talking about, the, the I guess, the diversity of people that were included and, and the stories you were telling. Was it generally easy for people to tell this story did they want to or did you or or was there people that said you know what i've had enough i can't do it anymore or a combination so we chose an easy path here these were all already published Mm -hmm. in some form or other um so all of the pain and angst that had gone into the sharing of them in the first place was was secondary by the time it got to to being in these covers um but having said that it did change the circulation of some of those stories so Mm. some of them were blog posts uh some of them were initiated on social media so the expectation was they'd be transient Mm. Mm -hmm. um so to be part of a kind of formal collection is a different thing and i think Mm. even for us editing the collection and putting them 
together in some kind of order, it's a very uh, tangible, affective, emotional experience. Mm. It's... um, I mean, there's stories of joy in there too, right? There are, it's not, it's not all pain and, yeah. and mm. you know, mm-hmm. tears. Um, and we were very keen to include the pro, you know, we really want to get married yeah. <laughs> yeah. stuff as well as the, you know, not now, not until kids are out of Nauru. Because I was going to ask that. I was going to ask, is the book a celebration or is it a reflection or is it a, I mean, and... And great for radio, but the Son is currently I guess flicking the cover because I guess the cover answers my question, doesn't it? Yeah. Did you want to yep. ex- try and so, describe the cover? Well, Alan, would you like to describe the cover? Seeing as you're quite enamoured well, of it. Well, the, the the cover is amazing. Actually, it's 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 almost like a reversible jacket. In a sense, <laughs> That's a great you know, you've got colours on one side and colours on, on on the back. But on on one on one cover, it's uh, very rainbow coloured, very bright, and and it's all very light and airy. You've got two hands holding together in 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 love and fellowship. With the wedding ring, yep. Oh, yep. with a wedding ring. I miss the wedding <laughs> ring. But then you flick it over, and it's all black. And you, we have a very powerful, you know, black power symbol here, which is which is probably telling the world to go get stuffed. Yep. In a yep. sense, so yep. it's it's representing that sort of light and dark yeah, aspect yeah. of of the of the survey. Yeah. But but I guess the the title itself going postal for me I think that kind of represents when someone tells me going postal yeah. that's really telling me that someone's coming into the workplace and has yeah, got yeah, a yeah. Uh, has yeah. got a, a semi-automatic yeah. weapon yeah. going crazy. Yeah. Why so why this was why the, that? actually the biggest thing that Quinn and mm. I wrangled was um, the association with and cuz there were a mass of shootings in yeah. the period where we were actually needing to lock off the cuddle the cuddle. <laughs> <laughs> we'll give it interesting for like yeah, that's, that's exactly right. what we needed but it did also capture the the explosive mm. um, potential I guess of the moment and and the you know the impossibility of containing all the emotion mm. around it so so we were quite keen on that uh, oh, it's not even a radical underbelly or but but it's a it's an expression of um, Frustration, yeah. mm. more than mm. violence, mm. and you know nobody takes a gun into a school classroom without some context, right? Mm. Yeah, you know, there's always come a story. From somewhere. There's always mm. a backstory yeah. to those. Yeah. Mm. So, not that I'd even made that connection before, but obviously the riffing mm. on going postal was yeah. was just seemed right. And then more than yes or no, we we tossed that around for a while too because it, it's still a very binary debate. And you know the cover <laughs> sadly <laughs> has two sides, and I'm a non-binary person, so <laughs> for me, if I can make it queer or messy in any way, I will always take that opportunity. I made a suggestion too, like you've already already printed of having an insert kind of pop-up section that really kind of <laughs> incorporates all of us. But well, maybe a little hat that yeah, you could put on. I, I, We do I have postcards that. that we should be able to keep an eye out awesome. for that'll be um, out in cafes and all the normal venues. Um, and we're really encouraging people to actually grab a postcard and send one of those off to a loved one or an ally or even a foe, somebody who you need to yeah. share a story with a year down the track. Um, because there was a lot of storytelling happening in that, in and that that's, time. And that's the thing. Sorry, Alan. Yeah, I'm, I was just, just saying, just reading through uh, some of the uh, extracts that I've had a chance to read, what sort of comes through to me was, is, was definitely a, a real underlying sense of fear 
Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not sure if that fear has actually gone away yet. I think people are still fearful because even though we, we did have a positive outcome in the survey, the, the flip side to that is, is that we still have around about 40% of the population yeah. who voted yeah. no. Yeah. So I guess with that sense of, of underlying fear and anxiety that's there, I'm, I'm wondering how did you go about getting consent for people to actually put their, put their writings into this book, yeah. you know, given that sense of fear and, and potential ramifications that yeah. could come from that? Again, it, that, that was actually a pretty easy part of the process compared mm-hmm. with some of the other work that I've done um, where you almost need to think ahead and future-proof um, mm-hmm. publications on behalf of, of an author. Um, but in this case, they'd already been published. So yeah. it was really giving it another space and, and adding a, a degree of longevity and weight to it that okay. was what we were able to offer. What I love about the collection, because I, I got the PDF, I can't wait, I'm going to actually go buy the hard copy because I love the cover great and I, it's going to be great present it's going to look gorgeous on my just in time table. for christmas exactly. totally in time for christmas and it, it, it should be on everyone's shelf this is compulsory buy was looking through it because some of these stories were on social media and during the campaign i remember people saying to me gina don't read the comments mm, don't mm. read the comments um and comments are included with we some of those online texts yeah. which is what i love because it does and it doesn't just show the positive comments yeah, it yeah. shows the variety of comments yeah. I mean, they've been edited down, of course, yeah. but it does. Sh- it kind of reminds you. It takes you back into that moment, which you forget yeah. when you're reading a, a paper text. Mm. Yeah. That this is a fluid online live conversation. I was that always kind of like. How did you we, filter the we comments? Were really I mean, you keen. had to read the comments. Yeah, we we wanted more get as much as possible <laughs> of the zine kind of yeah. aesthetic that gave it that raw, um, multi-textured uh, edge. Um, how do we decide about the comments? I oh, think it, we yeah. did skew positive. We certainly didn't. You know, there the, wasn't some <laughs> of the vile stuff that I know some I really reported a stuff lot of, that we yeah. didn't include. But we we uh, kept the more discursive ones that were around. You know, the original piece had been around yeah. a debate, so there was one around um, a UTAS discussion, yes. and in fact they're having a launch down there now yeah. this in coming mm-hmm. weeks. Um, and then there was another, I think, that was um, a story of four different couples who were very excited to be getting yeah. married. Um, and then there was another Chloe Sargent yes. piece, which is uh, actually explicitly asking for people how they felt. And yeah. so people had written in and, and mm-hmm. given. So that was a good way of just getting the voices of yeah. the street, the kind of Vox Pops feel of it too. That, that, I felt, that's what I kind of love when I was kind of flicking through the story. I was going, oh, I love this because mm-hmm. you're not only getting the voice of the, the writer, mm-hmm. but you're also getting that, um, that reaction that was happening at yeah. the time. And it yeah. kind of takes you back to that moment when we were... Trying not to read the comments. Mm. Trying. I wonder in some ways whether it should come with a trigger warning in that <sighs> regard. <laughs> mm. I, I must admit, in my notes, I've got trigger three times written down. Trigger, trigger, trigger. Mm, so yeah. many people were triggered by yeah. this, yeah. especially yeah. their own experiences of, yeah. in yeah. their youth of being bullied. Yeah. I, yeah. I know for me, definitely, it stirred up a lot of yeah. old memories. It was like the sediment at the, you know, at, yeah. at, at the bottom of a dam. Yeah. Someone had gone in and yeah. stirred it right up. And I tell you yeah. what, this is stuff that I never really wanted to reflect upon yeah, ever no, again no, no. We, we write about this I think somewhere maybe it's in the conclusion where we, we we don't the expectation is not that it heals all the scars I think mm-hmm. we actually need to acknowledge that we were scarred by the experience yeah. and mm-hmm. you know that many of us actually did have those scars and it's really advisable to you know read with a friend or mm-hmm. and the good thing about a book is you can put it put down it when down. you've had enough yeah. you know yeah. and mm-hmm. and so it's something to share and to do with other people mm-hmm. um and I think, you know, having that diversity of voices within the covers, you can always flick to a little yeah. bit more positive something story or light. skew or something that's a bit lighter. There's some beautiful colour sections there from Judy. There Orisex is. Mm-hmm. 
There is. So, yeah. Now, can I just talking about triggers? If if you do need to reach out, this this coming anniversary is a trigger for for a lot of us, and and has been as so, you know, social media has been reminding us as it likes to do. If you do <laughs> need to reach out, there is Lifeline thirteen eleven fourteen Q Life, of course one eight hundred one eight four five two seven. So on one of those stories, I had I was reading a couple of them today, and I had a real moment that I wish I'd had twelve months ago of checking my straight privilege because <laughs> I was reading um, Nina Lord's story and she was talking about who's 15, I think, yep, yep. being out for dinner with her two mums and hearing so- overhearing yep. someone talking about the postal survey. And I had this real moment of, like, I guess guilt maybe that mm. I thought, shit, I've not got no doubt that I was having those conversations out and about and I was, like, saying positive things mm, and, mm. and, to be honest, people in my se- I don't, don't surround myself with people yeah. that don't so it would have been a positive conversation yeah. but I thought god even that yeah. for someone to overhear me talking about their lives I had this really it was really quite confronting mm. for me mm. to read that and I think it goes back to what you were saying Alan before that um you know the whole experience gave us much more insight into what it feels to be physically visibly different mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for for people of color for people in a wheelchair for you know there, there's many forms of mm. of visible difference that are, attract that gaze every day but we were in that position i guess for for at least that three months prior of just walking mm. down the street and and you know meeting people's eyes and going i want you know how are they going to vote yeah. are they are they for mm-hmm. me or against me and mm-hmm. and they mm-hmm. get that right to judge what the mm-hmm. you know how does that happen? I know, so I feel, I kind of, I feel really bad now. I was, but then I Beck, think you've it been was, a fabulous but, ally. But it was a good learning experience mm. for me, though, mm. to think about what you do talk about, and you don't know the impact that's having on people around you, even yeah. if you're not talking yeah. to them. Yeah. So my daughter did a story that I actually write about um, in here when she was nine. She's now seventeen, and she made a little digital story talking about what it was like to hear that so gay. Yeah. Which you know has yes. kind of hopefully it's still mostly in the school, kind of yeah it, still in the school language yeah it's not it's not as widely used as no. it used to be but no. yeah certainly the equivalent in that in that you don't know who it's impacting yeah. upon. Mm. and so the the need to stand up and call it out is yeah really important we are again just gonna go cut to our sponsors and you are here on Family Matters on Joy ninety four point nine. Family Matters is brought to you today by the letters LGBTIQA and the number one. You are on Family Matters here on Joy 94.9. We are very excited. We are talking things uh, going postal. Uh, not a suggestion, but a fabulous anthology that is released here important in Melbourne next. Very important <laughs> clarification next week. And joining us in the studio is one of the curators, Son Vivian. So thank you for joining us again, no Sorry. Now, when I was given the proof of this, the first thing I, I was, we spoke about this yesterday over the phone, but the first thing I did was skip, 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 because I was looking for an article. Um, I don't know about the rest of you, but some articles during the time I couldn't, I found it really hard to kind of put in words how I was feeling and and depending on what situation you were dealing with, sometimes a beautiful writer or storyteller would just articulate it. And there was an article for me that really stood out and it was one of those that I saved and I'm like, I'm going to come back to that, I'm going to come back to that and I saved the article. And I actually ended up having to use it. I was having an argument with some bureaucrats about them being bureaucrats. How fun. How fun. (laughs) And... 
and it was during the thick of that campaign, my partner's pregnant. We haven't told anyone really about the pregnancy. The bureaucrats got to do with the pregnancy and I and I was ready to explode and I had to stop and I had to say to them, I can't I can't have this conversation and what I did was I sent this article. And sending that article helped articulate how I was feeling, the the kind of threat that I was feeling and why I was reacting a certain way that they mm-hmm. didn't understand. And it and it did. It changed the conversation and I was so thrilled to find the article. The article is actually titled Queer and Pregnant, It's a Tender Time for the Postal Vote um, by Amy Middleton. If you have the copy next week, go to page 178 and read that article. If I read it, because I started reading this and I was crying. Yeah. And yeah. it's amazing. I'm not a crier. Beck, you know me. No, no. I'm a tough little not, butch cookie. You are really. I, You know, but I am soft on the centre and <laughs> I do cry sometimes and I was reading and I, a lot of the these stories were just bringing back that emotion. But there is some light in here. So can you give us a kind of idea of some of the stories we can expect to be reading? Because Amy's is one I recommend to everyone. So I have this little piece here that we've selected earlier that's called Vote Yes to Pineapple on Pizza. Hell yeah. It's un-Australian not to. (laughs) So this was... uh, authored by Rebecca Jensen and published in the Rabbit Poetry Journal LGBTQIA Plus issue. And it's actually a found poem which draws text from a lot of articles. Uh, You can read about that on page 156. That's right. Um, But you'd like me to read it, yes? I'd love you to read it. Rebecca, if you're listening, my apologies for uh, any stumbles or mispronunciation ahead of time. We have arrived at the shouting dog stage of the debate This is precisely the sort of crazed response you'd expect from a dog called Mac. Sport is sport. Let the people go to the football and do who they want to do. (laughs) Let the people eat their pineapple on pizza. It's un-Australian not to. I mean, for heaven's sake, homegrown heroes are delicate little flowers. The stupid clown in Canberra has a life. Long ambition to headbutt a blizzard of red herrings. Meanwhile... Pauline Hanson claimed, I'm not a sexual person, but now I've got trolls. (laughs) It's quite strange. I'm really interested in what the mums of Australia have to say about the sordid sex lives of bugs and slugs. Women soften the message, but two mothers cannot fill the vacuum, and I'm tired of them pushing their bagless Dysons in our face. (laughs) Make no mistake, it's in the bag. It's okay to say no to pineapple on pizza, but the average punter won't care they've been captured by the juicy fringe of the so-called tropical agenda, while a clutch of conservatives are pumping sewage into a debutante ball on the most sacred day of the year. Mate, it's tantamount to a frenzied zealot wearing speedos. (laughs) The love of pineapple is not equal. It's a sham. A pineapple is not a piña colada just because it wants to be. So if something like pineapple on pizza disturbs you or makes you fear this whole thing about something other than a good-humoured debate led with un-Australian calm and restraint, enlist now to conduct a million robocalls and urge somebody to please think of the children. (laughs) It's all nonsense, of course. There are kids killing themselves in the suburbs while a bunch of straight white men sink tinnies on a Sunday night. But it's a long time, thank God, since gay people have been discriminated against. 
Wow. Thank that you, was Rebecca. great. Isn't that wow. amazing? It's incredible. Yeah, it's got all the laughs and it's all got, the tears. It's isn't it? Doubt. And that's the thing. Because I, I was kind of, after a few tears, and I was because I was reflecting on some of the Rainbow Family stories, Nina's Felicity's uh, also got a story in there as well. Um, I saw that heading and I was like, going here, going straight here. It's actually really hilarious when you read all the articles that's yeah. come from, too, yeah. because, you know, you'll remember some of them. Yes, well, that's, <laughs> that's the thing. So that's, that's, that's one of the stories there. Is there a particular favourite that you really love? Oh, crikey, your favourite. Um, Can you choose your favourite? Is it like choosing your favourite child? <laughs> one of the children are in the acceptable so to have a favourite yeah. child. Yeah, I won't be mentioning the child that's out there playing on, uh, on a device at the moment. Um, I guess the one that you know, I'm most comfortable to speak of is, is something I write about myself, um, which is actually really my daughter's um, story. And... Yeah, she was nine in, the, in a school uh, needing to write a piece on rights and responsibilities mm. and wrote this little piece about how gay people should be allowed to get married. Um, it was not something we kind of had had lots of discussion about, oddly enough. And it was, you know, this is 10 years ago, right? Yeah. So it gives me a sense of how long this debate's been going on. Yeah. Um, but as she was uh, doing this story for school, there was a big mock wedding staged in Adelaide and it was crashed by the street Christians who had some fantastic banners and very loud foghorns that they could yell at the children, you know, like oh. actually go up and yell oh at the children and God. say, your mum is going to hell. Oh. Oh. And so we had video footage of all of this that was from the news and we, we intercut this stuff in, in her story. So... Um, it's called Marriage is So Gay. It's on Rainbow Family Tree. You can go and Google that. It's like uh, four minutes long. Yeah. And at that stage, you know, even 10 years ago, yeah. that had um, massive impact. I, you know, I shared it on a few Facebook pages and it had 16,000 views just, wow. you know, really quickly. Yeah. Um, so I guess I tell that story partly because, you know, she's now 17 and, and actually will be speaking at the at the launch at Hairs and Hyenas in a couple of weeks. Um, we're having a kid-themed oh. Let the Kids Be Kids uh, this is celebration on the Friday night, the 30th, which Letting we're all very excited about. It is. A special going postal family focus launch event. Hairs and Hyenas Bookshop, Friday 30th November, 5.30 to 6 p- with a 6pm start. Nina, who is one of the the stories, Beck, you were talking, you were reflecting on that story. Um, yourself will be there. Rosie, is, is this yes, Rosie? Rosie's my story. Rosie's yep. story. Yep. Um, the DJ, though. Oh, the DJ, Beck. Yes. Oh, DJ <laughs> Wonder just... Person, Maud Marlowe. Now, we have Hell had yeah. Maud in here a couple of times. Maud is my idol. I think Maud is. Favourite person? Ten, eight. Forgive us, Felicity. They're not. The name. They're you know. They're a kid. Lucky to be <laughs> lucky to be double digits. That's right. Yeah. But every time Mort has come in here, I've just been in awe of them. To be yep. quite honest. Yep. So they're amazing. And Maud, remember Maud came and taught Dave and I about silent disco one day? And how to dance at a silent disco. So I have no doubt DJ Wonder Person Maud <laughs> yep, Marley yep. will be... I'll be following in their dance steps for sure. Yeah, oh, that's fantastic. That's brilliant. And there's Rainbow Cupcakes. What's not to be loved. So happy right. days. Yeah. Totally. But I love that. I love that because um, one of the things that particularly struck us on this show being a family show was the impact on kids of their families being up for debate. And so I think it's so wonderful to have the kids as part yeah. of a yeah. launch as well. And if you get, of course, that we're riffing on ScoMo's uh, Let the <laughs> yeah. Kids Be Kids. I so, you know, we're we very aware that, with you know, I, my prediction, and I don't think it's unique, is that this is the next frontier is gender diversity in schools and in workplaces and yeah. you know it's mm-hmm. it's really 
it's a complex debate to to have and I think this one you know it was way more than yes or no it was it was yes. a complex debate but yeah. mm-hmm. I think a lot of the stuff that we saw that was really vitriolic and horrible was around you know this fear and protecting the innocent children yes. and mm-hmm. you know I think the response to to that tweet let the kids be kids was mm-hmm. fantastic yes let's the yeah, kids let's, be kids yeah. let's right just on. let yes. them and again I'm always promoting it each week you get onto gender gender whisperers page you yep. can buy tote bags you can buy t-shirts <laughs> You can buy hoodies and all that money goes to support Why Gender, um, Parents of Gender Diverse Kids. There is one other organisation that it does support in raising funds by just buying a tote bag. But jump so on there and buy What does it something. say on the tote bag? Um, what, what, gender Whisperers. Gender we are taking whisperer. back the... The, the word, the, the, word. T- the phrase? Yeah. Oh, we're going to own it. It's yeah, great. Yeah, Love it. Do you like to whisper about gender? <laughs> <laughs> gender. I don't whisper so much. I probably <laughs> shout it. So this book is being released next week. So I should speak a couple of the other events too. So uh, the first one is on the eve of the anniversary of their vote, which is at the Wheeler Centre. Oh, thank you. You have a piece of paper. Um, And we have numerous speakers uh, that will be reading pieces there. It's 6.15 to 7.15. It's free, but bookings are essential. Um, and then we have Letting Kids Be Kids, which is Friday the 30th at Hares and Hyenas. We've got a Sydney event, which is going to be at the Imperial Hotel on Sunday the 9th. Um, we're very excited to have special DJ sets and lots of volunteer um, just excellence at that event. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Quinn's going to be in conversation with Hannah McCann in Canberra on the 11th of November. Who's, who's Hannah? Uh, pardon my ignorance, but who's Hannah McCann? You have asked me a question I cannot answer. Oh, my apologies. We'll, 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 we'll just let that slip and we'll keep moving on. Quinn's the star of that show. We'll cut it out of the podcast, Alan. No one will ever know. I'm so sorry. This would be the last appearance on Family Matters for Alan, Alan from our a doctor, so they have earned their PhD or they're a medical provider, I'm not sure. But, um, yeah, Quinn could tell you more about that one. And then in Tasmania, we also have um, an event that's being run at UTAS by Louise Richardson-Self, who's also one of the contributors, um, and that is on Thursday the 15th of November. Dr Hannah McCann is a lecturer in gender studies at the University of Melbourne. Hey. Oh, wow. Thank you so much. I mean, oh if it's God. not the same one, that's a quick, weird coincidence. Yeah, that is a good <laughs> Quick draw McGraw over there. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> now, the, the copies are going to be retailing for thirty two ninety nine. Bargain. Absolute yep. bargain. Christmas stocking. Christmas. It's, you know, people less than 100 days. And in all seriousness, you know, there's so many pieces about people um, having uncomfortable conversations with their parents. And I reckon regardless of how the parent voted... This is the right book for them, right? Because, you know, if it was yes, then this is a yes, thank you. And if it was no, then here you go. Have a look at the book. You can leave it. Yeah, that's right. You want to unwrap. Where can I purchase it from? All good bookstores? All good bookstores, yep. And some bad ones, probably. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You can also go to the Lifted Brow website. And, in fact, all of the events are on the Lifted Brow website as well. Have you shared... I I know Felicity got a copy because she was kind of tweeting about it. Have you shared this with the other authors and what's been the feedback? Yeah, all the authors should now have a copy in their hands and hopefully a few of the postcards too. Um, I think, well, everybody... So, you know, there was a process. They did approve their PDFs. Hopefully everybody... Everybody's not spotted any like final errors. Yeah, lots of good feedback on the book. And and I just you know, my favourite thing is to sort of somehow hand it in a neutral way to people so that you can actually see then how they turn it or look at it Mm, and how they you can watch on their faces the kind of expressions 
as they absorb the different messages. And mm-hmm. it's a very um, material experience, it which, is. again... Well, Son, you actually had to explain it to me. <laughs> Can I say, I you saw know, the press release... I was release. a little bit slow on the uptake. I really needed you to, to so, point it out. I no? saw the press release and I just uh-huh. assumed there was two volumes. Oh, right. I assume there that's was two I, volumes. I, I would have bought both I volumes. I thought there was like two separate assume. covers. You yeah, can buy exactly. a pretty cover or you can buy a black cover. <laughs> I don't mean that's to brag, but like I got it straight away. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> yes, and I'm it. sure there was enough material to actually make two volumes too. So there's 47 contributors in this. Wow. Um, and yeah, that, my apologies if you're not included in it and you would have liked to have been included in it, um, keep an eye on the Lifted Brow website because we are hoping to, to build an online contributor space. Too. I'm actually surprised that you were able, you were able to cull it down and curate yeah, it yeah. To, to this level. There's not enough trees I mean, in Australia, was, right? There, yeah. Absolutely. It was just reams and reams and reams mm. of content mm. uh, during that process. It was hard It was hard not to read yeah. it. I know, yeah. Jenny, you were saying you were trying not to, but I was completely obsessed, even though I knew it was bad for me. Yeah. Yeah. I just felt compelled. I had to read it, yeah. as, as damaging as it was. I mean, yeah. the thing I not do it. I did have to stop, because I would spend my nights reading articles, reading stuff, mm-hmm. reading comments, Mm-hmm. And and I had to stop this. A, a friend who is a therapist said, "No, Gina, don't go to bed yeah, like this." Yeah. I used to spend my night reporting yeah, really yeah, inappropriate yeah. stuff. Oh, so I'm my, heard this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I kind of feel like a bad gay now because I didn't report anyone, Gina. Oh, and now you're making me feel bad I, for a second time. But it was the worst thing I could be doing at the end of the night before mm. you're about to go yeah, to sleep yeah. is just reading horrific it vitriol, yeah. and it was just anyway. Yeah. I learnt my. And this lesson. is a mm. pick it up and put yeah. it down, and you know, turn the pages until you find something that resonates with you. And if it scares you, put it in the freezer. That's what Joey from Friends used to do when oh, he was scared nice. of a book. Put it in the nice. freezer. So Very that's cool. an option. Cool. Last question. What are you hoping people will get from this book? Um, gee, that's a good one. Uh, I guess um, it's not closure so much as just maybe a bit of catharsis. Yeah. Um, I think Felicity writes a beautiful piece. Yeah. The title of her piece is I Hope You're Worth It. Yeah. And, mm. you know, I think we're all still wondering that. It's not like it's over, is it? You know, every no. day we open the socials and there's another horrifying thing happening, you know, in the gender-diverse world yes. or, or yep. beyond. And, and a lot of it is around gender, but it's also about race and class and violence and hostility mm. and all Fear. of the things. Mm. Yeah. Fear yeah. I think maybe if you, can, if you can take away from it, you know, the importance of listening across difference and knowing when to shut down those, you know, to step away and step away from the harmful voices, but also when to actually make an effort to listen and share a story that might make a difference. Well, I think it's, you know, I think it's amazing that you've written this yeah. book. This is great social history. I mean, yeah. I hope you're okay with me describing oh, it that way. It is. Absolutely. Um, because I think so often our history has never really been valued or mm. appreciated. And I think it's it's wonderful that we've that we've got people like you and Quinn who are writing mm. this, con- you know, bringing this yeah, content yeah. for us to actually, for us to own that history and to go back yeah. to it. You know, because really we are all in it. That's exactly. I think that's the thing. If, mm. if there's not a piece in there that, you know, I think there's something in there that resonates with everybody. So that, mm-hmm. that sense of we were all part of this and, yes. you know, we all got to this spot, but it's not over yet. I can't tell you how it actually brought people closer together yeah. i mean especially on the day on the 15th oh, when the gotcha. vote was yep. announced yeah. or when the survey was announced i i, I can't i was hanging on believe. to you yes. and <laughs> brie from chicks talking footy was in my other hand while dave was trying to navigate 
I, ABC. What it's become I, one of those moments for queers. It's like, what were you doing yeah, when with the person's foot set foot on the moon? You know, yeah. without a doubt, I'll yeah. never forget the fifteenth of I November. Yeah. And I was glad I was with you, Alan. And, and I, you know, too. it was it was important to be there yeah. Yeah. with each other. And yeah, it is. It was such a strange day. Remember how we felt, you know, getting to the state library. How we felt so Hung anxious, over. and anxious. <laughs> we couldn't sleep the night yeah, before. The we anxiety. Did breakfast yeah. that day. It, it it was just a surreal, a, a real surreal experience. I don't know. We don't. We really didn't know what we we're going to no. get that day. We we're waiting for a bombshell, and we got it. Son, where were you? I was actually at the state library the state too. Library. I was at at a conference next door and um, we were in, you know, the funny green sticky yes, RMIT I know, the building. RMIT yeah, building. The beautiful building. Yeah. Um, so we slipped out of the conference and came downstairs and, yeah, stood among the crowd and felt all the feels. Yeah. So, so Son, do you think that uh, the survey and, and uh, the activism that uh, took place during that, the survey period has actually started to politicise... Uh, the gay, uh, sorry, the, the the queer community more? Um, Do you feel yeah, that we're more really politically, I mean, I, I, politically this involved? This is my space. I work mm. in social media and online activism, right? So it's not like it's come out of nowhere. Um, mm. I think the storytelling aspect of, you know, what that's what I would call everyday activism. So it might not mm. be activism with a capital A, but just the, the sense of, kind of almost, yeah, yeah, being able to to do the storytelling that actually might make a difference because mm. I think that was the stuff that actually changed yes. the shape of their campaign and perhaps it's it's more unique in this kind of space than in um, you know more politicized spaces like detention mm-hmm. uh, many other examples um, the capacity for us all to get what it what it means to be joined to another person by family or not mm-hmm. joined to them to, to be disowned by them yeah. um, you know, that resonates really widely. And so maybe it was that potential. Whether And, and people used social media. I'm, I'm, you're unlikely to get me to commit one way or the other on the good or the bad of social media. Yeah. I'm, I'm very much a non-binary fence. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Love it. Love that. Look, we, we've loved having you here. I'm so glad this book is available for us. I think this is, you know... Like we said at the top of the show, there were many voices that spoke for us, but that didn't speak for all of us mm-hmm. um, during their campaign. We saw that, and that's why, you know, community spaces like Joy Community Pieces, books like this and the forums and pulling this together, it's so important that we support all of our voices, not just some mm-hmm. of them. Mm-hmm. Um and so I'm very thankful this book is available. I'm going to try not to get emotional because I'm already thinking about <laughs> the stories it. I was I reading. And, you know, the first thing for this is like, Gina, self-care, don't forget. And I'm like, yes, I know, I know, just self-care. Um, but thank you so much. Thank you to you and Quinn because it would have been heartbreaking to have to go back there. But it was um, also a joy. It, it would have been an, a joy. And a massive privilege, you know. And how lucky are we? Last mm. question, do you have pineapple on your pizza? <laughs> I have to admit that I put it on my daughters. I pick it off mine and put it on my daughters. <laughs> Son, yeah, I'm with you. I you're, love you're pineapple with on the pizza. <laughs> Everyone, I, yeah. I, you know, I will order it as it is. <laughs> I'm a pineapple ally. I'm a pineapple. 
aficionado. Is that the word? Is that a word? Yeah. Going postal. It comes out next week, November 15, on the anniversary, first anniversary of the Yes Vote. It should be available from all good booksellers, you know, hairs and hyenas. We plug, plug, plug. Yeah. Get to those events, especially the family event, and support mm. the speakers. Support Maud on the decks. <laughs> the decks. You are on Family Matters here on Joy 94.9. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.